little that bit makes... of dissonance going on uh, for the it. Halloween vibe since it's I now liked it. September. Yeah, almost October. Almost. Pumpkin spice season. That's right. I got my Starbucks right here, actually. That, uh, <clears throat> that song made me want to get my drip on. Oh, <laughs> uh, so, we dripping. We dripping. We dripping pumpkin spice style. So, yeah. Did you know that Uncle Roger is a stand-up comedian? Do you know who Uncle Roger is? Yes. I do not know who that is. And yes. Yeah, I did not know he was a stand-up comedian. He, uh, I, I ran across him. He was doing like TikToks or YouTube videos where oh, he would. Uh, he's making. Uh, or, yeah, I remember this guy. Yeah, where he'd do food critiques and stuff. Of white yeah, people I, trying to make non-white food. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, One of my favorite was Gordon Ramsay. Oh, yeah. Ah, oh, Gordon Ramsay, uh, what do you say? He's a baller or something because he's got two. Yeah, he's a two walks. Uh, so he yeah. was using two walks. So he was a walk whore. And yeah. All of that other shit. It's real good. He's funny. Uh, the funniest yeah, you know, it was it was funny on that one, but I loved to watch him just take down uh, Eng- English people, uh, specifically English white people, trying to make their pitiful version of fried rice. Fried rice, yeah, that was kind of his oddly his claim to fame. I think that's where everyone heard of him, and I I stumbled on him one of his stand up routines, and uh, there's an, another Asian guy in the audience, and. Uh, he asked him where he's from, and the guy said Wuhan. And this must have been a newer one because he goes, "Oh, great Wuhan! Thank you, thank you for the last three years." You know, and he goes, "Why, why you eat bat? Why you eat that bat?" And uh, and I don't know if his accent is um, hammed up, hammed up or not. Yeah, I, I don't know. And, and and I almost start to do it not out of disrespect, but because it's part. It's it's amusing because the way he. Uh, enunciates and, and stresses certain words makes it funnier, you know? So, cause I mean, comedy is all about delivery and watch a lot of stand up skits, um, like on reels and stuff like that. Just little, uh, there's the guy Schwartz or something like that. He's, uh, he just makes fun of everybody. Um, yeah, but yeah, I didn't know that he was a, I didn't know he was a stand up comedian. I just, I, I don't know what he did, <laughs> but he was figured he was just like an, what you'd call an internet personality, I guess. An influencer. Influencer. Yeah. Uh, he kind of fucked yeah. up and fell into it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Just kind of did the one video and then, uh, and I, you know, Adam, I don't like to brag, but I am now a, uh, uh, a brand ambassador for, uh, Stinger, um, electronics for for jeeps they do like infotainment centers for jeeps and it's pretty exclusive you know i had to fill out a form it was uh yeah i'm a brand yeah. ambassador for herbalife too it's yeah. a pretty exclusive club as well <laughs> if you want to buy some are, shakes are you guys me gonna meet at a summit and negotiate shit and we might we might you know did you know you could lose weight by drinking a milkshake <laughs> Ooh, milkshake the last yeah, if you're lactose thing. intolerant you can yeah right it's because yeah. My friend, so my friend Sarah said, she said, Hey, how you feeling? And I said, um, I was like, Oh man, it's fucking, I I've been, you guys know this, but I've had a, a stomach virus for the last couple of days and it's just been nasty kind of coming and going. And, uh, 
She said, yeah, she quoted a movie and I, I know that I, I know the quote, but I can't remember what movie it's from. Uh, the chick says, I'm just one stomach flew away from being my ideal weight. And, uh, I was like, yeah, at the rate I'm fucking going, I'm going to be back down into a 29 in no time. So eating has been difficult. So, but, uh, yeah, the idea of a milkshake sounds fantastic, but my guts to be like, oh, okay, really? Dairy. Yeah. <laughs> evacuate. Yeah. Everyone evacuate. You think I'm a fucking joke? <laughs> you think this is you think this is a game? <laughs> Am I a clown? Am I a clown you? <laughs> you die now. So Yeah, tis the season though. I've been seeing stuff about the flu. Adam and I were talking because he's been under the weather and um flu shots are coming out and they're they're talking about experts sort of are thinking we're gonna have a nasty flu season this year. Um and then, uh, I don't, you know, I'm not too worried. I was watching something about the Emmys or something and they were, people were bitching cause they were, nobody was wearing masks and everything. And, you know, we're still in the middle of this pandemic and I don't know, do you guys, I mean, I look at the numbers, I look at the health data and the CS, CDC stuff. And, um, I mean, the way, if, if you look at the peak and where it was at and where it's trending, I mean, do you still think we're in what you would call a pandemic? Um, uh, I think I saw a news article um, earlier today. I can't remember which big world agency it is. I don't. I don't know if it's the WHO or who, but I've had. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, <Sorry>. <laughs> regardless of that, they were saying that the pandemic's almost over. <laughs> so almost. It's, so they're still. Yeah, it's it's, it's trending in that direction. So gotcha. and even if it's not. I lean pretty heavy libertarian. Like if you don't want to get COVID at this big thing, just don't go. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's kind of how I am too. You know, I'm, I'm at this point, I mean, I feel like could it snap back boomerang? Of course it could, but I also, you know, we've talked about this on other episodes that you can't live like that either. Um, because I think what's his now what was his name? Um, one of the comedians, Bill Hader, was like the only one there with a mask, and people were talking about it. And come to find out, he has an autoimmune disease. They didn't disclose which one, but he's on immune suppressants, immunosuppressants, right? So really, and this goes back to I've said this before. I hope that we can continue to embrace mask culture, and I love when I say that in front of. I'm just going to say conservatives or whatever. And they fucking explode. Fuck that. I ain't wearing no fucking mask. I didn't say mask mandatory, you know, Gestapo. <laughs> I yes. love freedom until it's something I don't want to do. Then I, no one else should be allowed to do to it. Do it either. Right. Yeah. Fuck your feelings until they're my feelings. Um, <laughs> all I was saying is, is like in Japan where, or a lot of Asian countries, China, I just want to make it not so taboo and fucking weird that if somebody's walking around in a mask, Bill Hader's got an immuno, he's immunocompromised, right? So that makes sense for him to um, uh, do that. And I know people that have lupus and different diseases like that. And again, uh, it makes sense. I've got a friend whose wife has had, um, uh, what's the leukemia 
again, like it makes sense for them to protect themselves at all times. If somebody came rolling through a store in a wheelchair with no hair, frail and pale and with a IV bag on them and they had a mask, even, even the fucking Trumpsters wouldn't have anything to say about that. Right. But if you appear healthy, well, fuck you, dude. If you have x-ray vision, you can look and go, their DNA is fine. <laughs> yeah. Everything's good. They're just I pussies. Know. Then cool, good for you. But I can't, and I'm not going to judge somebody for that. But on top of that, like I'm running around today, right? I got a stomach virus. Now, stomach viruses typically aren't past, uh, what are they, aerial or whatever, you know, through the air like that. It's usually touch. But it probably wouldn't have fucking killed me to throw a mask on. But Adam has a cold right now or the flu. If he went somewhere, I would want. Yeah, I wear a mask. Like, I, even if I right. have just like a little sore throat and it's not COVID, I still wear a mask. And then there you go. I was uh, <clears throat> I was at work a few months ago, I think, and I had a mask on. And someone was giving me shit about it. Why you got a mask? Why you got fucking my wing? And I was like, because I'm sick. <laughs> this is for you. If you want me to take it off and come hang over you while, right. while you work, come over I and can. lick your face. Um, and that—that's the thing is that you know a lot of wearing a mask. Again, at least what I have read and the way I understand it, the biggest benefit of a mask is not for the mask wearer. It's it's the other way around, right? It's keeping your spittle in your fucking general area. Um, it's why surgeons... Well, th- yeah, right. Think about it. Surgeons wear masks. It's not because your intestines are going to give them something, <laughs> right? When they're cutting you open. It's because they don't want to spit inside your fucking intestines. So you up with some, uh, a nice little drop of bacteria in there. Right? Yeah, they just want to leave a baked potato in there. <laughs> or maybe a Rolex. We don't know. So again... I hope that we have normalized that enough to where um, I'm not going to lie. The first time I went out with a mask, it was kind of scary because mm-hmm. it's like the only time in America someone wear a mask into somewhere is if they were robbing it. Right. <laughs> and I was like, God, I hope I don't get fucking like tackled walking in here with a mask on. I've got a picture of me. I was walking in the, in the grocery store and had that exact same moment because I was, I was out on my motorcycle, so I had the leather vest on with some patches. I've got a bandana on my head. I've got dark riding sunglasses on and a mask, right? And I got a chuckle out of it because I was thinking, right, two, three years ago, I would have been cornered by security or by the cops. Like, what, what's what's up? What's what's going on with this get up, you know? Which even then, fuck them. It's none of their business. There's nothing illegal about wearing a mask. Um, it's when I take the gun out and tell everybody to put their jewelry in the bag that it becomes a crime. And then you say JK. JK, JK. (laughs) Then according to uh, a lot of definitions, you become a suspicious person. Yeah, suspicious person, which nowadays can end your fucking life depending on the color of your skin, especially. He was suspicious, so I shot him 27 times. (laughs) Right, exactly. So, um... Yeah, it's there. There's been a lot of changes, and I like I said, I hope that it normalizes, and that <clears throat> excuse me, that people can, if they feel they need to wear a mask, they can. I mean, 
if you want to fight me about it in a fucking store, why are you wearing a mask, faggot? Okay, let's do this. <laughs> After I beat your ass, I'm going to breathe on you and give you whatever funk it is that I am trying to keep from spreading well, around. My thing yeah. is this, right? <clears throat> if I'm wearing a mask and someone is offended by it and they kick my ass, in a few days, uh, I'll, I'll heal up probably and they'll still be a fucking jackass. <laughs> Yeah, you do have a point there, sir. I go, I'll whip your ass. Okay. It's, you do and have a point. What does that prove? You're stronger than me. That doesn't make you correct about everything. <laughs> no, no, man. That's how it works no, in America. I kicked your ass. That means you got to take the mask off from here on out. Yeah, in, in America. Not America, but America. In America. That's, yeah. Uh, Hector Elizondo. Uh, I can't remember the rest of it. C- uh, Camacho. The third? Elian Gonzalez uh, something, something, something? Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. where I'm going with it. Yeah. So it's... Um, no, it's I am uh, so fucking lost right now. You've never seen Idiocracy? Ah, it's been forever. Yeah, Terry Crews' character, the president. It's like Hector, Hector Elizondo, Elizondo, Mountain Dew, Mountain Dew yeah. Camacho the third. <laughs> Oh. I did learn a fun fact about Idiocracy. What's that? One of my filmmaker buddies. Hmm. So uh, in Idiocracy, everyone's wearing Crocs. Mm-hmm. Because it was the oh. stupidest shoe they could find. Yeah, at the time. And it was failing. And then mm-hmm. like by the time they wrapped up production, it had taken off. So they were mm-hmm. wearing like these super like popular shoes. Mm-hmm. Another fun fact about that movie that I like is that um, the... Uh, studio was ex- kind of basically telling Mike Judge, look, you know, you've, we have to have all these endorsements to pay for the movie and all that. And that annoyed him because he didn't want to do these endorsements for all these companies. And so that's why they kind of make fun of the different companies like Taco Bell and Costco and all this stuff. Is They gave him a list and he's like, oh, I can put like 26 of these in my movie. And they're like, oh, holy shit, we're going to make so much money. And he turned around and like made fun of all of them. My favorite one was how Fuddruckers turned into buttfuckers. I, yeah. I, I, I did love that. Yeah. Yeah, he just fucking went all in. Well, the endorsements kind of play in the whole idea of the movie, right? Like this I, I think, overcapitalist fucking... Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, he still, uh, you know, I mean, whether he was making fun or not, it did make sense, you know, yeah. the way that he did it. So. What? What? I put it in the movie. What else do you want? <laughs> I was texting with a friend of mine, and she says... um, Welcome to Costco. I love you. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I'd forgotten about that. So somehow we had gotten on a fucking um, idiocracy kick. So it yeah, it's uh, called Going Outside in 2022. That's what I told her. I said, it's a goddamn shame that movie <laughs> became a documentary, you know, but it apparently has. It just boils God, I didn't watch that, man. It's been like 10 Same. plus years. I was actually thinking that the other day when she would we were popping off back and forth about it. And uh, I was like, I know there's more lines in there that I just can't remember. So I'm actually the millennial, the millennial, like uh universal thing that you can reference in every millennial and know what you're talking about is SpongeBob. <laughs> yeah, that is true. So funny, dude. You can say any line from SpongeBob and any millennial in the room will be like, ha! <laughs> I get that reference. <laughs> I watched that as a child. Yeah, SpongeBob was a little bit past my my time. I don't remember exactly when it came out, but it was it was nineties. I was a little bit beyond the target 
target audience for it, you know? Um, but it's, it, it definitely was a, uh, a phenomenon to say the least. So I watched it. Did you? Oh yeah. I loved the fuck out of SpongeBob. <laughs> yeah, dude. I, I honestly, I think it's probably one of the best shows ever made. Unironically. Ironically, I love that you have to quantify things because everyone will think I'm trolling if I'm like, bro, fucking SpongeBob, dude, fuck the wire and Breaking Bad, SpongeBob. (laughs) So it um, it came out in 1999 and it ran for 13 seasons. So I mean that's that's fairly fucking never make any more. Why is that? Uh, wasn't one of the main guys that was involved with it died? I think. Yeah, like he died. Hillenberg. He said he never wanted a spinoff. So as soon as he died, they made a spinoff called Camp Coral. Mm, pot. He did the voice for Potty, Potty the parrot. Apparently. So, oh, I didn't know Hillenberg's voice was in it. Yeah, <clears throat> that's funny. Yeah. Uh, 1961 to 2018. So. Yeah, now they got a stupid spinoff about. Patrick and Spongebob going to some camp, summer camp thing. It's so dumb. I just love the fact that Clancy Brown is Mr. Krabs. Like that, the fucking, the, uh, what was he called in the, give me a second, in the Highlander. He was the, uh, damn it. I can't remember what they called him. Um, but that's, that the will always. The Kurgan. The Kurgan. That's it. <laughs> Yeah. Dear God. Yeah. <laughs> yep, that's it. So it's just like um, He looked very metal in that movie. Oh yeah. He was he was a mean looking motherfucker. Um and that's kind of where my generation um eighty five, I think, is when that movie came out. And yeah, uh he played a badass in a lot of movies. Yeah, he always did, because he's like um Probably six something. Yeah, know? he's large and imposing. Yeah, and he's got that deep ass voice. So to to know that he plays and that he did it for thirteen years. Yeah, he's six foot three. So he's a uh, <laughs> damn. Oh, and and oh wow. Tom Kenny just did everyone else. Yeah, <laughs> it's interesting. He's from he's going to be in John Wick Chapter Four. That should be fun. So the John Wick movies are so good, dude. They oddly are, and typically I hate when they fucking run movies out like that. You know what I mean? Like John Wick 76, and, you know, I'm like, fuck, make him stop already. But those, and um, honestly, the Bourne movies, like the the ones with uh, Jason Bourne in them, not when they were like, movie, a Jason Bourne movie. You know, I was like, okay, this is dumb. Tack his name onto the end to make it. Stop. Yeah, there was like born identity, and then you see the the semicolon, and that's when you know, or the colon, and that's when you know that it's uh, something cheesy. Um, but the ones that actually had Matt Damon in them, uh, those were another one. They did like three of them, and I never got sick of them. Uh, and the John Wick movies, I think it was Doug was saying, you know, that's a th- the thing about Keanu Reeves is the less dialogue he has, the better he is for the movie. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, like I absolutely love Constantine and um, it, it, but there are parts in it where it's just like, Oh, they gave him too much dialogue at one time. Um, <laughs> Make him shut up. He's not good at talking. Yeah. Johnny mnemonic was another really good movie back in the day. Um, 
that he was in. But again, the more he talked, it was like, ah, oh, stop, stop. Personally, um, you know, people can shit on it all they want. But the best movie that was ever totally suited for him was when they remade The Day the Earth Stood Still. I was just going to fucking say that, dude. He owned <laughs> that. I was just going to fucking say that. How many lines did he have in that movie, Doug? Uh, it wasn't a shitload, but, you know, <laughs> the thing was... He 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 delivered the you know he he delivered all the lines that you would think an alien who was fluent in English but you know didn't know how to emote whatever mm-hmm. else that's that's exactly the way he played it and it was mm-hmm. like he was truly from another planet yeah and, and that, that weird cadence he had worked yeah and it's <laughs> like I'm you know I'm I'm not shitting on the guy. At all, it's like it's it it's just part of him, and I enjoy a lot of his movies. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, he's not going to be a Shakespearean actor. It's just not in his future. You know what no, I mean? But he he's... could go he could go out and do it and sell tickets. Yeah. But would he excel at it? No, he's not fucking Patrick Stewart or anything. But Patrick Stewart is a great actor, but fucking half nuts and. Keanu seems to be, from all appearances, a pretty cool guy that you wouldn't mind having a fucking beer with. <laughs> well, and, and he just sits there drinking. <laughs> right. And, you know, just for fun, Patrick Stewart has a net worth of about $75 million, and Keanu Reeves has a net worth of about $380 million. So he doesn't care if you shit on him or not. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, you know, he he's going to jump on his custom built motorcycle that his company Arc, made for Arch. him. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. like tailored to the size of his anus and, you know, right? tailbone and whatever else. And, <laughs> you know, right off into the fucking sunset, you know, uh-huh. on, on, on a road paved with hundred dollar bills. You uh-huh. know? I was, um, I remember when he, he revealed Keanu Reeves revealed that he had been dating this. I think she was an artist or is an artist and um, people were bagging on her because she's not like your typical Hollywood um, chick, you know, um, is that her? I, I'm trying, yeah, I'm trying to be nice here. Her name's well, Alexandra. Keanu Reeves isn't your typical Hollywood dude either. Right. right there. You know, her name's Alexandra Grant and I think she's actually very pretty, but she's, she's age appropriate too. Like he's 52 or something and she's 49, you know? And so that was some of the positive stuff that he got was, uh, um, you know, she is the same age, but, um, people are like, I like her. You would. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but people were dogging him because she's wasn't like this, uh, you know, uh, siliconed up, whatever. And it's like, fuck, man, a motherfucker can't win, you know? And well, just, dude, he's not trying to be fake, bro. He broke out of the matrix. He's not trying to live in this artificial world anymore. There you go, right? I mean, he took the blue pill or red pill. Fuck, I can't remember. Well, that's the thing, man. I mean, honestly, uh, you know, you can be at that level and you've got so many people that are hangers on, so many people that are after your money, 
And mm-hmm. I imagine there are a legion of gold digging whores, as Bill Burr would call them, that would come <laughs> over the uh, mountaintop and mount him in front of whoever. Mm-hmm. But uh, beyond all of that, you can only fuck so long. And if you find another person interesting, compelling, and you can be best friends with that person, you know, it, hey, everything else is just fucking gravy. Well, and I think when you're a uh, when you're a, a real human being, right? You're you're not looking. A lot of these Hollywood folks, they're looking for that. You know, I remember reading something about reading something once about can narcissists date narcissists. And what's funny about that is it's actually very common. And they were listing like Hollywood power couples as one of the uh, you know prime examples or like political. Uh, couples and stuff like that. And you go and you see these Hollywood power couples that have been together for a few years. And it's like, Oh my God, Brennifer, whatever the fuck. And they call them. And then you find out behind the scenes that (laughs) you like that. Brennifer or whatever, or whatever. And then you find out behind the scenes, they fucking hated each other and you know, all this stuff, but it's good for their publicists and it's good for their managers and all that. So and I think that's what a lot of these, uh, I think that's a lot, a lot of what happens. So you get a guy who's like, I don't give a fuck and I'm worth $380 million and, you know, I have more money than I could spend. He doesn't care about what other people think of his dating choices, you know? Um, so, yeah. He's Second, probably already banged them all. Like, he's probably, like, got the whole, <clears throat> you know. I don't know. The whole seem like the horny type. dating, you know, dating just for your dick thing out of, out of his system by now. I think he was always one of those guys that like, and I, you know, I, I grew up with guys like this, that they just, they fell in love and that they were more like women in that regard. St- stereotypically, I should say wow. more like women. Wow. So, wow. Damn. I am wow. Fucking, I'm writing that down, bro. I'm going to email him. I'm gonna, <laughs> you're more like a woman, Keanu. Um, I mean, you know, I had a a guy in one of our bands, pretty much last band I was in. And uh, he, fuck, every, every time he got a piece of ass, he was in love, you know, and and this was the one, this was the one everyone was. And we used to tell him that we were like, yes, that was the last one. No, man, no, you don't understand. This one's, this one's the one. This one's like for real different, bro. Yeah. It was fucking exhausting. So this one's for real. I'm, I'm all about. I'm all about people finding people and, and dating and things like that. And that's great. But you know, you don't, you don't have to fall in love with all of them. Um, you know, I, I made a joke. Uh, I've, I've actually had a couple of dates off of Tinder and some have gone. Okay. Some have been whatever. Haven't had like a shitty one. You know, I, I, I read the Tinder horror stories and I haven't had one of those, but I like to think I'm a, a decent enough judge of character that I can avoid that. But you're, um, you're a dude. And I'm a dude. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Most of the Tinder horror stories I hear is the dude being fucking nuts. Yeah, it is. It's kind of why I was laughing. I was thinking of one of the TikTok channels I was watching, and that's all she does is kind of goes over some of the shit that these dudes say in messages. And um, I've I've actually last few weeks I've been talking to a woman, and we've gone out a couple of times and taken it super fucking slow um, on purpose. And uh, we were at our first date and for first, like, you know, in-person date, it was going 
pretty good. We changed venues because mosquitoes and uh, having a drink. And she says, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm about to make this real awkward. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> so I'm like, <laughs> real awkward, she says. She pulls a gun out. <laughs> yeah, you know, she whips her penis out. And I'm like, now I have decisions to make. Um, she says, do you want my real phone number? And I was like, oh, yeah, please. You know, and I, I don't know why I, maybe somebody in the past has like freaked out over that, but she had given me a Google number, basically. You know, we we went from the app and I we decided you know, it was pretty clear we were getting along. We were going to go out. So she said, here's my number. And so we started texting and I just thought that was funny, you know, but, and I gave her a little bit of shit for it just as part of the fun. And she says, dude, if you only knew the things that people have said to me, she's like, uh, one guy said he wanted to put a baby in me. Um, another guy said he wants to watch me fuck other dudes. And I'm like, does this work for people? <laughs> like, well, I mean, if that's what you want to do, right? Why waste time? Just get it out there. Just right? say, here's what I want to do. But I, so then right. that means that, I mean, the, so there are chicks out there that are just like, fuck yes, put a baby in me. Uh, yeah. yeah. Almost all of them. Oh. <laughs> um, when you said she said she was going to say something awkward, I think you were going to, you know, thought she was going to, whip out something really weird. Like I want to taste your butthole or something. Right. Like, uh, do you eat a lot of pineapple, Dan? You know? Um, yeah. So I just, I, I thought that was funny that, uh, and then after she did that, I said, now can I ask something? Uh, I made it very over dramatic and she goes, you want to know my last name? I was like, yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> I said, I can't stand unfinished contacts in my phone. <laughs> I hate, I hate just first names. So she gave me her last name. But it's been, like I said, we've just been going really slow and, you know, not trying to smash our faces into each other constantly and, and stuff. And, um, it's, it's different for me. It's changed the paradigm in the way that I have dated in the past. But like I told my therapist, Hey, look at me now I'm single, which technically means that none of my relationships have been permanent. So why not change up the way that I'm doing things a little bit? Ain't hurting nothing. Uh, so, you know, I'm, I'm, I love when people date and find each other and stuff like that, but yeah, you don't have to fall in love with, with each and every one of them. And that goes on both sides, <laughs> men and women, you know, what'd you, what was, what'd you find funny there? Adam? I just, I have friends that are like that as well. Uh-huh. That's all. <laughs> just we all do. We've all got them. Nah, dude, I'm serious, bro. This is the fucking one, dude. I'm telling you, bro. I'm telling you, this is the one. Uh, is, you know, I would encourage different. people to, it's it's sort of like your idea that you had put out before, before you go out with someone, masturbate. So, oh, absolutely. But, you know, I would, I, I would say this, you know, it's like before you go out and start dating people to find someone that you think completes you and is part of the fairy tale story and is going to make you happily ever after, I would suggest you stay home mm-hmm. and work the fuck on yourself. <laughs> and when you are okay with yourself, mm-hmm. then go out and engage with other people. Yeah, and everything if you, you said find terrified me that you don't have anything to be gained on the outside, mm-hmm. fuck it. 
do you be happy? And I think that's, I think you just kind of hit the nail on the head there about it's, if you, if you're feeling like you need something to complete you, that other human being is not it. Now that's not to say that when you're around somebody, you don't feel better. That's not to say that when you're around somebody, you feel like you're a better person. Doug and I have had this conversation when I was married. I used to always say that my ex-wife made me a better person. And Doug said, no, she didn't. And I'm like, yeah, she did. You know, I just, I did this and I got my career together and all this stuff. And he's like, yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. He agreed with everything I said. I said, I did all these wonderful things. He says, yes, you did. He said, you did those things. He said, maybe she was your impetus for it, but she didn't, she didn't do that for you. She didn't make you that way. You made you that way. And I was like, well, fuck. And that's, that has stuck in my head forever since because it's accurate. And I would argue with anybody, the more you argue with me that, no, this person makes you a better person, I would argue even harder that, no, you've done that. You put the work in. You made the changes. What the reasoning, you know, people, people do that for their kids a lot. People say, you know, I, I know guys that have had kids and I thought, oh shit, you know, and they had the kid and completely did a 180. And like, holy shit, man, this dude really got his shit together. Well, the, the child didn't do that for them. They did that. Maybe the child was the impetus. The child was the, the, the thing that they looked at and said, hey, I, I really care about this child. And that's what I do with my ex-wife. I really cared about my ex-wife. So I made changes to be more of what I thought she wanted me to be. Obviously, it didn't work out. Um, I don't necessarily regret a lot of the decisions I made. but. Over the last couple of years, I have been the impetus for that. I have been the person that I'm trying to be better for, you know. Um, anyone else that just comes in is, I, I told her on our, on our second date um, that what I'm really looking for is um, someone that, you know, is a friend that I have fun with that wants to get naked with me once in a while and has my back when life gets weird. And other than the getting naked part, um, that's how I feel about all of my friends. You know, I mean, yeah, sorry, bud. That was a one-time deal. Put my pants back on? Yeah, if you would. That's, that's kind of embarrassing there. I mean, and that's impressive, but still kind of embarrassing. There's a... That, that's I'm not looking, you know, as Doug was rattling that off. He's like, your fairy tale, whatever. I'm just like cringing over here. Like, oh God, no, no, no. All of that, all of that. It's just like a giant, it's one red flag after another, you know? Um, I think I told one of you guys, I, I made the joke that um, when I was younger, um, if you had boobs, I fell in love. And now it's, I don't like the way she pronounces her vowels, you know? Um, and I think that's just part of the, the just normal old fight or flight mechanism that we all have. We've all got dating scars. We've all got relationship scars. And uh, I'm, I don't <laughs> No, nah, you're, you're everyone except as, for me. Yeah. No, nah, you're I'm about well adjusted. As, uh, well adjusted as they come. I mean, if I, you are the pinnacle by which I measure everyone else. Um, you know, I mean, that guy's that guy's in uh, good emotional shape, but he's no yeah, Adam when they, Lester. 
when they create the DSM, they use me as the baseline for sanity. For <laughs> uh, that's that's hard to even keep up with. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. You know, it's the whole thing is do do the best you can to be a, a complete person for you. You may make yeah. changes in your life for um, this person or that person, but they should always be towards your betterment, not towards your downfall. And, Absolutely. Uh, you know, that's 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 what you did with Alicia. That's, you know, yep. and it, that's it worked and that's why it worked for several years. You know, she didn't want to put you down. She kind of wanted to, you know, sort of help lift you up and help, help you realize, you know, a little bit more of who you wanted to be until your life path started to diverge, you know? Yeah. And I think that, um, the whole point is the whole, the, uh, the, the detrimental, you know, I'm going to date someone and have fun as long as I feel like it's healthy, you know, I mean, when, and, and that's the difference though, is that now I know much better what healthy is and, and what healthy isn't, you know, um, let me go, uh, go close this patio door because of my fucking Why? neighbors and their dogs. No, I like that. Uh, yeah, I don't. And I love dogs, but fuck that dog. So the dog is disruptive, but the plane shit the other day was fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When it sounded like they were landing in your apartment, not to mention the Suckmaster 9000. And he said, yeah, yeah, I got my window open. Got several windows open. Yeah. No big deal. Yeah, no big deal. I'm just doing bombing runs in my house with an F-16. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking do a dive bombing. <laughs> oh my god! Are you enjoying yeah, that yourself? Was tolerable. That yes. was tolerable, but not the dogs. No, I didn't yeah. mind the planes so much. The planes didn't bother me, but that fucking dog, dude, all day, all night, they just. Well, bro, you know how I was over here, dude. I'm so glad my neighbor moved and took her fucking dogs. Yeah, the two little yap dogs. I remember yeah, she would get sick of listening to them, so she put them out on the porch so we could all hear him. I think that's what this guy does. He's got this probably hundred pound, maybe more American bull, beautiful dog, but that's right. He just leaves him out on the patio and the dog yeah. just says that bark, 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 bark. And I'm like, what are you, what are you doing? Maybe he's broken. I, <sighs> maybe the dog has some sensory issues or like, maybe he doesn't, he doesn't, I don't know. I don't know why he would just constantly bark. Typically that's a, it's a, not fear response, but like they're like an anxiety thing. Yes. Anxiety. There you go. Exactly. Yeah. They're letting you know. And I don't know why, but I don't know why they stick him out on the, they've got a balcony. So they don't have to hear, bro. You could put him out there and the way the apartment set up, then you could go to the bedroom and you don't hear him. Yeah. And you wouldn't hear him. So yeah. I don't know if he does that inside, but again, get a dog trainer, get, you know, sedatives, do what you need, you need to, to do. You call Caesar Milan over. There you go. Caesar Milan. Get a fucking thunder shirt for fuck's sake. There you go. Figure out whatever it is Wait, that's, what? that's antagonizing the dog. What is that? A thunder shirt? Thunder shirt? Yeah, it's like a compression garment that you put on them, yeah. which, um, which you know, is kind of weird because like dogs don't like it when you hug them because you know that's 
what dogs do to other dogs before they attempt to engage in non-consensual sex. But for some strange reason, um, the uh, Thundershirt, uh, supposedly because of the compression, makes them feel more at ease. Interesting. It's like a weighted blanket, but it's yeah. on them all the time. Yeah, basically the same thing. So now you know why I hug you sometimes. So, But why do you hump me when you hug me? Ah, just habit, I guess. That doesn't yeah. make me feel safe. No, but it makes me feel better. Okay, so good. good. That's doing, all that matters. Yeah, you're doing you're doing me a favor, you know, and that's that's the important thing. So they are called sexual favors. There you go, the old friends with benefits. Hell so. yeah, yeah. That's why uh, I put Doug on my life insurance. Hell yeah, friends with benefits. Friends with benefits. Jesus Christ. Put him on my dental too. I knew her. I see. I, I caught that one. <laughs> I actually tried to put uh, Doug on my life insurance. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> and because we work for the same company, it flagged it. And I had to like contact our HR department and stuff. I never did finish that up. And I thought that was funny. And I wondered what the, what the reasoning for that was. And one of the jokes that we had come up with was like, you could, I mean, we'd say joke, but I think maybe it could happen if, if I was like, you're, manager or something and i was like hey put me on your life insurance and i'll give you the give you a raise yeah yeah and it's it's funny because the it's a huge company it doesn't work that way but um i don't know what the reasoning was and i like i said i I think i sent an email and then never followed up on it i need to do that because right now my parents are uh my beneficiaries and the last thing i want is for them to benefit from me dying um so um I would assume of would rather a fucking random stranger get it. So Yeah, I think my mom is on mine. I think. Yeah, and that would make sense, right? Yeah, definitely didn't put my dad on there. Mainly because you have to know the address of the person you're putting on there. That's all right, Adam. We're we're your gay dads. Yeah, we're your gay Thank dads. You. Don't 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 worry about that. We're we're your heterosexual gay dads. But I don't. I. What does that mean? Well, Dan and I are heterosexual life partners. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah, it makes sense to me. All right. Yeah, he loves to tell people that. Just random fucking people. Like the last time I went to go find a fucking apartment. You know, oh, he's he's done that to me before. Yeah, I'm like, I'm a heterosexual life partner. This is why I can't get laid, Doug. Right here. This is why. No. Yeah, that because <laughs> it, you know you always drag me along. Hi, this is my third wheel, Doug. <laughs> third wheel. And I'm like, Dan is totally my heterosexual life partner. He and does it's exactly yeah, what uh, he does uh, uh, in that uh, voice too. Yeah, I do. He does. And then I get true. a drink with an umbrella in it. And then I sit there and twirl it. You know, he does. while I make judging looks. At- <laughs> I make judgy looks, right? <laughs> I wish I did have some decent gay friends. Damn it, I could use the I could use the style. I could use a shoulder to cry on. I'm just saying, not not all not all gay people. <laughs> <have> style, <laughs> no, I promise. I I've, I've known some some very butch gay dudes that uh, you know had the shitty apartment and their car was a mess, and you know. 
And then I've known some very, uh, and, and again, we're just, we're digging into stereotypes today. I've known uh, some very feminine, girly hell. As a matter of fact, two, two friends that I have now that are both lesbians, you would never know. There's no, no flannel, no Subaru. Um, her and her wife do love Colorado. And I tease them that this is their, this is their land out here. Um, no janitor style keychain or anything. No, no janitor style keychain. The uh, the first lesbian that I knew that came out to me was a woman that she was a manager at the Red Lobster that I worked at. She was an assistant manager, and she was the girliest little sweetest thing in the world. And I I think I was hitting on her, and. She's like, oh, my, I forget. She didn't say boyfriend or girlfriend. I don't remember what, what, what she used, but she said she was, da- oh, she said, I'm actually dating the, uh, the head cook up at the, I think she said Polaris location or whatever. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I stopped because the head cook at that location was a woman. And I said, wait a minute, the, the head, the head cook up there is, and I, said her name beth or whatever and she said mm-hmm. and i was like oh, okay no, i remember you, you know. telling me about her because like you said that for your birthday one year she got you like a timex and you said this wasn't what i meant when i said i want to watch oh jesus cricket yourself It's kind of funny though. <laughs> That's not what I meant, though. The, I appreciate um, it. It's really nice, but right. it's not quite what I meant. My other friend, um, she worked. Uh, I, I worked IT at a company she worked at, and uh, had again had no idea. And we just got to talking, and she says, "I don't know why I feel like telling you this, but I'm gay." And I was like, "Cool." And she goes, yeah, I think that's why I was okay telling you. <laughs> it was uh, <laughs> the shop we worked in. It was very conservative. And I think she was worried about people finding out. I, she got married and moved on to another company. And a lot, of the, a lot of the employees were really cool with her and everything. But yeah, she's right. Management was very, very uh, conservative. And I, I, they would have, you know, oh, we embrace everything here, right? But she had never got a raise. She had never got a promotion. You know, that would have been the fucking end of it. Um, I've had, I've had a lot of people come out to me. Um, and they always say the same thing, that whole, you know, I don't know why I feel like I want to tell you this, but that has been going on. I was having this conversation with somebody that has been going on with me since I was a teenager. Um, people would tell me things and say, I don't know why I'm telling you this, but, and I'm fairly nudge, nudge John mental. Um, I'm fairly non-judgmental. Mental. Yeah. Words hard. Uh, I, I think I'm fairly non-judgmental about how people live their lives. Like I don't care um, how you treat other people, how you, you know, that's the whole thing like with politics is that um, I don't believe in this. So you're not allowed to do it either. And this goes on both sides, right? I don't understand that. 
if you don't believe in it, if your religion or your beliefs or your whatever say that you can't do a thing, then don't do the thing. The end. And then you don't go to hell or... Yeah, God will sort that shit out. We don't need to pass legislation. (laughs) That's what I used to tell people all the time. Hey, man, if God is against homosexuals, he'll figure that out. He'll, he'll take care of that. I ain't here to do that. You know, um, I really feel like being an atheist or agnostic or whatever you want to fucking call it has really made me a better person. Um, because I don't, I don't have that leash on me of, of, of hell of you, you know, if you do something bad, you'll go to hell. And I, I saw a quote the other day that I really liked, and it said, some of you need to quit walking around with the gospel in your mouth and hell in your heart. And I, I just feel like most Christians I know are like that. Boy, they're the first ones to tell you what God wants, but then you watch how they live their life, but then they'll justify it. That's the thing that fucks me up so bad is how people can justify their bad behavior. And I'm over here beating myself up for shit that I've done. And you got these folks out here just, just justifying everything, talking to shitty to people and being shitty to people. And, oh, you know, I go to church on Sunday. Okay. I think there's like a safety net mental like mechanism for people that like go to church and it's like they're they feel more entitled to do bad shit because mm-hmm. they feel like mm-hmm. they're gonna go to heaven either mm-hmm. way because they're gonna they feel they'll they'll they've been saved and and God knows they're not perfect and but they believe in him and they worship him so right it, it'll be okay if they do bad things because he'll forgive them that's exactly how I feel about it when I sit back and I watch you know um I saw something and, and one of you guys may have sent it to me uh, about uh, why a lot of your right-wing conservative Christians are so easy to convince of these wild uh, conspiracy theories. And the psychologist went on to say that, you know, basically they've been, they've been indoctrinated since they love that word so much they've been indoctrinated to believe what they've been told just on faith and you don't question it. And that's just how they've been taught their whole lives. That's a good point because I said so is a valid explanation for a lot of like conservative Christian like things. Yep. Because, well, because I said so. <laughs> yep. When you, when you start digging into the way people learn uh, and then you've got um, the uh, you know, most people hear something from what they consider to be a reputable authority figure. Um, you know, they tend to borrow ideas from that. And then mm-hmm. when you have a church or other venue, then <clears throat> those are perpetuated by the people that are in there. So it's it's natural that it's going yeah. to have an influence. Yeah. Uh, there's there's some that are good, there's some that are bad, and there's some that are seriously fucked up. And, <laughs> yes, it, sir. It, and it becomes, you know, it becomes like a uh, sort of a cult where, mm-hmm. you know, the philosophy is perpetuated and repeated. And uh, But 
it, it, it just gets nasty, but there, there's, you know, you can look at any uh, large institution like that and then see, you know, similar tendencies all over the place. But, you know, it, it's, it, you know, and it, it's kind of the same thing that you see on Facebook with people getting in with groups, with people that agree with them. Mm-hmm. The echo chamber. Right. And when you put someone inside of an echo chamber like that, uh, you can have somebody that goes in with a completely different set of beliefs. And once you sit there in that echo chamber for long enough, regardless mm-hmm. if you had the opposite belief going in, you start to see uh, some of you know what they would consider their points start filtering through your thinking. Yeah, they've done studies. Um, universities have done studies on that, and I, I'll try to look that up at some point and show you guys. But they've done studies on watching people, like you said, they get in those echo chambers, and then their own beliefs start to change because you are, in fact, indoctrinated. You know, yeah. As I said, yeah, it's I, not. I, it's not necessarily just like people with like lower. IQ or whatever. No. It's just like a human thing. Like I started no. getting into like, I was looking at, I was like, wh- like, why do these crazy people think the way they do? I started checking out shit on uh, some alternative streaming platforms that are uncensored and whatever. And it's all just a bunch of neo-Nazis basically. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I need to stop watching this shit. Bro. Mm-hmm. Like this shit's fucking very strange. And well, and it's if, just, if if there's it's an echo one chamber more than anything else, even though there's it's, no, it, 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 if there's one sesame seed sized thing that rings true with you, that's all it needs. Like that's yeah, and then that, they extrapolate that one little thing out. There you to go. This huge. Yeah. Right. Right. I mean, I grew up in northeast Ohio cornfields and in cows, and I believed all the racist bullshit stereotypical bullshit because it's what i was raised in now i look back at it and i'm embarrassed by it i'm not i don't i don't feel guilty for it but i'm definitely kind of like wow that that was dumb so but it it was an echo chamber at the time so and there is a reason uh there's a very specific reason why you know if you want to really really and truly indoctrinate people into something you get them young you get them very young yep when they are you know and, and you know young <coughs> <Bible> people <school. coughs> are are full of questions in the whole nine yards but once you in instill uh you know it's like um uh, well for instance uh, that's what Bill Burr was talking about in uh, God. Uh, it's the special that he did in black and white when he was Doug talking about- Doug loves him some Bill Burr, by the way. I, Dude, I, I love Bill Burr. And the, you, you, you bring them in young when you know they're they're not questioning things, when you've still got the Easter Bunny and Santa Claus, and they believe right. all of those things, and then they get older and all of those things fall away, but the one thing that stuck was the religion. Mm-hmm. And your, your sexual predators do the same thing, right? They talk about grooming 
you know, and I love, it's just, there's, there's all these terms like grooming and indoctrination. Um, but then when you get to Christianity and your kids are going to Bible school and they're never given the opportunity to, to think any differently, well, that's just good old fashioned faith. Yeah. So, and on that note, I have faith that I need a candy bar. Like a Milky Way or Three Musketeers. What's your favorite candy bar, Doug? Mm, that depends. Because uh, I like Score. I like Snickers. I like Butterfingers. Occasionally Snickers a Twix. Good. Ooh, uh, Twix are good. Um, hundred grand, hundred grand are good. Yeah, those Payday are really is my good. favorite one. Payday, Payday's a good one. Payday's a good bar. Payday's a good one. Yeah, that's good. All right, I just felt like that was important for our listeners to know what our favorite candy bars were. Hmm. Yeah, I think Adam needs to play us three minutes and fifty seconds of outro music. <laughs> or. You'll get to hear the key change. <laughs>